What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy. We are coming at you from the fortress of nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, Tyler McDaniel himself, and as always, Awesome to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. Great to be here, man. And for those of you listening again, thank you so much for all the subscriptions and the reviews and the likes and the shares. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you can pick us up on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, Radio Public... And, of course, our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and hit that fifth star and give us a review, a comment, a suggestion. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at 30andNerdyPod. Follow us on Facebook. And, of course, check out our website, 30andNerdyPodcast.com, where every Sunday we release a blog based off of that week's episode with some things that you might not have heard from that episode. Exactly. Some bonus features, if you will, or one might say the director's cut. I like that. You like that? Mm. So, Dr. Davis. Yes. It is now July 10th, which means that yesterday was July 9th. Yeah. Which was your birthday. Yeah. Which means... You're officially 30 and nerdy. It's official. The, the dreaded day has come and gone, my mm. friend. And, you know, I survived uh, so far. <laughs> I've lived to, to tell the tale that I'm now officially 30. 30 and nerdy. You might think it's a sad day, but, I mean... My 20s were awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know? our 20s were great. So, I'm just hoping that I can, and can keep that momentum going through my 30s. Okay. So I, just, I, I think what it is really is, like, even though I'm married and I have a job and I have a kid and everything, like, at heart, I'm just a big kid. And I think that's pretty obvious because well, we, yeah. we do this show. But, like, now that I'm 30, I feel like not a kid anymore, you know? That's garbage. Yeah. That's a garbage mentality. You can be 30 and still be a kid. I think that probably I'll be 60 and still be a kid at home. Oh, yeah. I don't think that'll ever change. I mean, we'll be 70 and kicking our grandkids' butts at video games. You, you dang right <laughs> about that. Or virtual reality or whatever right. the heck it is when that yeah. happens. So, you turned 30 and uh, you got to spend some time with friends and family, right? I did. Uh, you, well, the day before yesterday, uh, some... Former co-workers, some good friends of mine in my old school, took me out on the lake. We had a great time just hanging out all day. I uh, got a little bit of sun, which was nice. And then uh, yesterday on my birthday, uh, I went to my favorite place in Knoxville to eat, Barley's. Uh, it's a great pizza joint. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky and my wife, Becky, and my mom and Emma, we were all there and we had dinner together. And then Becky took me to this other place called the Melting Pot. 
Ooh. And I'd never been there before. It's super fancy, it's though. bougie. Yeah. We went just for dessert, though. But I tell you, they bring out this big pot, because it's a mel- the melting pot. And they there's like a heater, like a stove-looking thing on your table. And they heat up this uh, chocolate... And they bring out a tray full of goodies, like there's cookies and marshmallows and fruits and stuff like, like Rice that. Krispie treats? Yes, there's lots of Rice Krispie treats. And you put them on a the little skewer and you put it in the chocolate and twirl it around and then you eat it. It was really great. But we were so full, we were miserable. The whole ride home, we were like, <laughs> oh, we ate too much. Uh, but it was fun. It was nice. Um, great. It was a great birthday. Good. So I, 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 I kid, you know about the whole 30 thing but it was great and um i'm happy to be ending the day doing this thing with you so yeah man yeah i'm excited well uh we ended mama mia that's right yes uh you all came sunday big yeah. crowd yeah uh, a lot of energy and again uh both weekends saw over a thousand people so well over two thousand people saw this show and it was of course you know a lot of ABBA fans, a lot of getting up and dancing and singing with the lyrics and all that. So, and it's always great to do those shows. You know, as an actor, you like to do the shows that make you think, but sometimes you also have to do those shows that are just fun. Yeah. You know, just a big fun summer musical. Yeah. And uh, I'll get a few weeks rest, and then we'll start into the next one. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Eddie and Doctor Scott in Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. the Rocky Horror Show, which is not for children. Yeah. So if you're a nerdling out there, you may want to. Yes, um, if you're listening, do not come see this show, parents. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be doing that in October. It's yep. actually going to be a double feature: Friday two shows, Saturday two shows. Just so in time for Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. Favorite time of the year. Absolutely. So be looking for the Encore Facebook page. Looking for more information on that. Uh, and in last week's episode, we did break down season two of this extremely successful Netflix show. Uh, and it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Especially seeing as how season three is out now, mm-hmm. which we will discuss at mm-hmm. a later date. Mm-hmm. We'll give you all mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. weeks to binge and watch. And if you're not watching, then you're weird. But um, where, where are where, where have you been? Where what have you been doing know, with your what life? What are you doing? <laughs> Get off Fortnite and watch Stranger <laughs> Things three. Good lord. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so what are we looking for in this week's episode? You know, I think it's fitting that. As it has been my birthday uh, yesterday, that we just sit down and we talk about my favorite superhero of all time, and that's Spider Man. You know, Far From Home is in the theaters right now, and it's doing very well, mm-hmm. of, of course, as expected. Uh, but we will be talking about that movie, so if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you now, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Spoiler alert. Um, but. You can still listen for a little while. When, when we get to the point where we're ready to talk about that, the things that are a little more current, then we'll give you another warning. But we'll, we'll talk about some other things before that and stay with us for that. So, Spider-Man, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. This could be my favorite episode of all time. Good. You know? Good. Um, it is definitely exciting. And we'll also hit our uh, greatest hits on some of our other things that we do on this oh, show yeah. uh, before we get into that. And we will do all that after a word from our sponsors. All right. You know, um, we're, we're talking about Spider-Man in this episode, and it got me thinking, um, our friend Zach over at Advertising Expressions, he is so good at customizing things. Like, I could see him 
customizing a shirt for J. Jonah Jameson saying, bring me that menace, you know, or get rid of the webhead, you know, or even something for Peter Parker, you know, Parker Inc., you know, and I think he could, Zach would definitely get that done. Uh, and Zach is a good friend of ours uh, over at Advertising Expressions here in Morristown, Tennessee. And his address is 2103 Morningside Drive. And if you want to get in touch with him, you can call them at 423-586-3270. And if you're not from Morristown, you can make your orders online at www.advertising-expressions.com. They will get you taken care of. They have pins, shirts, hoodies, bags, cups, buttons, anything you can think of for a church, an organization, a business, or a podcast like us. Uh, give Zach a call. He will get you taken care of. And we're back. You know, speaking of Zach, I, I need to give Zach a quick shout out. He actually made some new 30 and Nerdy swag for us mm -hmm. uh, and, and sent that over. And he made some stuff, especially for me. Yes. Uh, he made a little shirt for my daughter, Emma. Yes. Um, said, my, my daddy is 30 and Nerdy. And yeah. I think that is just so cool. It is. So I wanted to take a minute to say thank you to Zach. And what's really exciting is that I think here on, on, the, on the horizon... This stuff will be available to the people. Yes, to, to the, the public. Uh, he will be working with us very close uh, with for a 30 and Nerdy store uh, for some items that um, I know that wearing our swag around, you know, you get asked what's 30 and Nerdy or mm -hmm. who's the 30 and Nerdy podcast. and That's us. And um, so it's going to be an opportunity to be available to the to the public. I, I had a, my one of my hats on the other day and this lady uh, was behind me in line or something, and she said, oh, that hat is so cute, but she didn't ask any questions about it or anything like that. But uh, That's a start. You know, soon, like, I'll hand yeah. her a business card or something, yeah. like, hey, old lady. Old lady. Come come listen to my, my nerdy podcast. Or your grandkids. <laughs> yeah, you know, that too. But so, yeah, man, uh, thanks to Zach for everything he does. We really us. appreciate you, Zach. You're a great friend, great friend to the show. Yes, so, should we uh, should we move on to uh, our next segment here? I think it's a favorite segment. I love this segment, and we like to call this segment "What, what You're watching. watching." And we've been slacking a little bit the past couple weeks, but we're we're back to uh, to recommend some stuff for you. Uh, I think obviously both of us have been tearing down some Stranger Things three. Yes. Well, Tyler has finished it. I'm not quite there yet. Just I've got a couple a, hours ago, actually. Yeah, I've got like. <laughs> Two and a half episodes left, so I'll be I'll be doing that uh, over the next couple of days. Um, pretty happy, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Me too so far. Uh, I don't think we're gonna go into a whole lot no. of detail about it yet until we do our full episode yeah. on which Stranger is gonna give thing. the fans a couple weeks to binge. I, I do think though that so far it might be my favorite season. Really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't finished yet. So hard to say. One, I really liked one a lot. I liked I one more than two. The original of just about anything. Is I agree. Always the best. I agree because uh, you know you're establishing those characters. You're getting started, mm -hmm. uh, and there's always just something better about an origin. I agree. Usually. So yeah, uh, but it's 
I can't wait to talk about it with you. So uh, that that's our big recommendation Absolutely. for this week. Absolutely. Stranger Things 3. You Check know, it out. Uh, between July 4th and 7th, 40.7 million Netflix accounts binged the show. That's ridiculous. In three days. Wow. That's ridiculous. Crazy. I mean, like, then you think about, like, you know, this is a whole other tangent. Maybe we can do an episode about this. Is uh, It also happened with Adam Sandler's movie. He released Murder Mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that are watching it, if you were to turn that into dollars at a movie cinema or on a normal network program, the amount of money it would actually be bringing in compared to what it is now. So is these are these streaming services killing that kind of... Well, I know they're finding some way, money. some way to be profitable oh, yeah. with yeah, it. You know, absolutely. Um, but I yeah. definitely. Uh, what What have you been watching? Okay, so apart from Stranger Things three, uh, something a little different. Uh, a documentary, actually. Really. Uh, on Netflix, there's a documentary called "Making Fun: The Story of Funko." Now, as you well know, and as several of our listeners know, I'm a big Funko Pop fanatic, big time. Okay, I've got a huge huge collection that i'm super proud of um so this is sort of the origin of the company of the the funko company and actually there's a lot of celebrity guest appearances on there they talk about their collections you get to see their own personal collections um they talk about you know why collecting is so much fun and so important to so many people. Zack Ryder from the WWE. Oh, I figured he'd probably he's, be on there. He's on there. You get to see if you're a wrestling fan and you know Zack Ryder, he has he's a lot like us. Oh yeah, he's well, big time nerd. Hawkins have their own podcast. Right. that's about they their all, collections. They, they also did a, a little one on the WWE Network. Yeah, where you get to see him go into a toy store. Yeah, and and see how much money they spend and like. Hawkins was sort of reserved with his, and then Zack Ryder was like, like whatever. Are you serious, I don't bro? care, and he just walked out with like $500 worth of stuff. Uh, but but anyway, uh, if, if you don't know a lot about Funko Pops, check it out and learn about it, because there's no way that you don't see those things out and about in the world. Like, any just about any place you go, Walmart, Target, FYE, well, I mean, anywhere. GameStop, they're all over the place, right? So this will give you a little background information on that. And if you are a fan of them, it's even better. But I'll tell you this. Here's a little heads up. Our next week's episode is going to be about Funko Pops. So if you are one of our avid listeners, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're not so sure about that, check out the documentary as a little bit of a lead-in to our Pop episode. Yeah? Maybe I'll even check it out. I think you should. I think you should because I think that you misunderstand. You think it'll give me more of a respect for the game? Possibly. Hmm. I think so. Okay. I think so. I'll check it out. All right. Well. So that's what we're watching. Um, if it's uh, not Stranger Things three, check out the Funko. Making fun. The story of Funko. It's right. like an hour and a half. It's on Netflix. Uh, the creators of the pops are on there. The designers, the people who, the CEO of Funko, all this stuff. Kevin Smith is on it. Uh, oh, well, then I'll definitely watch uh, it. The Kevin. guy, the guy that played uh, Green and White Power Ranger. I always forget his name. Jason David Frank. Frank. Tommy uh, Oliver. He's on there. Uh, the guy that played Zach is on there. Uh, Lieutenant Aurora from Star Trek. 
she's on there. Tons of people, dude. Okay. Uh, one of the guys from Metallica is on there. I think Alice Cooper was on it. I can I can do a really good impression of Metallica. You want to hear? Not really, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> super impressed. All right. And I think that brings us to another one of our favorite segments. That's right. Mm-hmm. Talk nerdy to me. Lay it on us, buddy. Let's hear All right. it. So I came up with a ner- nerd word this week, mm-hmm. and it's nerdicate. <laughs> okay. Nerdicate. <laughs> okay. So basically, it's etiquette between nerds. Okay. So, But it's our own nerdicate instead uh-huh. of just etiquette. You know, like it's proper etiquette to not put your elbows on the table when eating. Well, sure. it's proper nerdicate to give about three weeks before spoiling a movie. Ah, uh, very nice. Nerdicate. Very you, know, nice. you don't spoil Endgame. We gave three weeks. We did. And I, I, I think I talked about this, uh, like, when Game of Thrones was coming to an end. Yeah, because people were doing so well at not spoiling Endgame, but they were spoiling yeah, well, Game of Thrones. People, watch your Stranger Things memes, too. Oh, yeah. Anytime I see something, I just try to scroll on yeah. by. But, you know, sometimes you can't help what you Improper accidentally nerdicate. read, you know? Yeah, people. And it's hogwash. And if, if 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 there was a way to hunt down all the improper nerdicate nerds out there and just give them the what's for they they are the, hey listen here you know so use that in a sentence this week you know nerdicate I like it okay. great job thank you thank for you. that. You know what that means? That means it's it's time to talk about the news. And you know, we we do a pretty good job of avoiding controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't you say? Um usually. We I would say we uh edit ourselves and sure. uh weed out something that's too controversial. Uh, you know, with but sometimes controversy seeps into the nerd world. Sometimes you got... Well, sometimes. All the time. All the time. But, I mean, this is one of those things that, like... you, If you've been on social media for the past three or four years, you know, like, every, it seems like every day there's some new thing that everyone's arguing about, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's something that is affecting our world is in the nerd yeah. world. And we we've come to that this week. There's been some controversy, and I think both of us want to talk a little bit about that. Okay, um, so l- let's just get to it. They announced this week, um, Haley, Hallie. I think it's Haley. Is it? I'm not sure because I didn't know who she was. Haley, Hallie, Bailey, not Barry, right? Yeah, because there was actually confusion for a little while. There were some people who thought Hallie Barry. Right. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, really? Um, <laughs> So, because I, I don't know anything about her, I don't know who she no. is. But it has been announced that this young woman is going to be playing Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And Lord have mercy, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like some like somebody ran over somebody's dog or something. I know. I mean, there's grief. so many worse things going on in the world. But if you were to Look on Facebook, you would think that oh man, World War Three is about to happen yeah. over the casting of a fictional character. Right, right. I mean, let's let's just tackle that. 
you all do know mermaids don't exist. Like, this isn't like... Well, it's news to me. The, re- <laughs> the recasting of a real person with a different right. ethnicity. Right. This is not casting someone who was white with someone who is black, or vice versa. Yeah. like, it would be different if, you know, because they dropped the Mulan trailer this week as mm-hmm. well. Like, it would be a little different if Mulan this was were the case for Mulan, right? Yeah. Because that's set in a real-life place. Mm-hmm. About a real-life war. Sure. I mean, the Huns. Yeah, so that's a little bit different, right? Yeah, this it's totally This is a completely made-up person absolutely like like they're using the argument there are some people using the total argument that tiana the princess and the frog princess yeah people there are people who are ignorant enough to use the argument well what if they casted her as you know a white person that wouldn't be that wouldn't happen first of all because it takes place in a very certain place of the world and it it leans on the cultural appropriation of her race, yeah, being and there's just still some that. historical yes, things within that happened that, like in, in New the, Orleans at exactly. that time. Yeah, so that would never happen. First of all, and second of all, little more real life story than a mermaid. Yeah, and you know, I can sort of, to an extent, get get the the argument of you know that I just want I want the person to look like what I grew up knowing, I sort of kind of get it because I'll be honest with you, I had to really think about it for a minute. When Zendaya was revealed to be Mary Jane in Spider-Man, right? At first I was kind of like, huh. Why? But why do I have a problem with it? It's not her skin color. It was her hair. She didn't have, she she didn't have red hair. hair. And she was, her personality Oh, was completely I mean, when, first, when you different. first meet Zendaya in Homecoming, you're just like she's so. Well, you don't know that she's Mary Jane until, until the like the end. last People call me MJ minute of the movie, you know. and I was like, hmm, I don't. Well, and she's know. just so <sighs> droll. Yeah, not like boring, just so negative. Yeah, but and loves but the macabre. I'm and I'm very open minded, and I I like to think pretty progressive. So I stopped and evaluated myself for a second. I was like, "Hmm, why? Why am I feeling this way?" And I thought about it, and I was like, "You know." And I always defend things to you guys, like it's a different version, it's a retelling, it's a, it's, it's new, it's changing, it's altering. Because if you don't change and evolve, you die, right? So Absolutely. it's okay that we don't have Mary Jane, who's like a supermodel, and says, "You know, go get them, Tiger, whatever." Yeah. Now they very well, very well may still go that route eventually. But they can do that with Zendaya. But she, exactly, and you know what? It's going to work out great. Yep. And and Far From Home, I love Zendaya. Absolutely, she's fantastic. so. Um, and I think it also kind of like somebody asked me during all this argument. Someone at work was trying to take the stance of how wrong it was, and they said, "Well, you're a comic book nerd," and I said, "Yeah," and they said, well, "What if?" What if they casted, uh, you know, Superman is black? And I said, They talked about doing that. They talked about doing that. He's not real. Again, you cannot get upset and use some of these terrible things that some people are saying about it. Like, it's it's not... 
90% of what's out there on social media being said about it right now has nothing to do with it's not the Ariel I grew up with. It has everything to do with the color of your yeah. skin. Yeah. And that's not, that's not okay. okay. You know, and Tiana in Princess and the Frog, after all these years, she, as far as I know, she was the first she was. black princess, right? She was. Okay. It took how long? A long time. It took right? too long to get a black so, princess. So, if... If if I'm a young African American girl and I'm seeing these movies, I should be able to look at these movies and see someone who looks like me. I should I should be able to have that same experience that all the other little mm-hmm. girls have too, right? Mm-hmm. Or little boys too, whatever. It's okay, guys. It's gonna be all right. It's Everybody to deserves okay. to be represented. You Absolutely. Know? So I mean, we don't want to go too deep yeah. into this. That's our opinion. If you disagree, you disagree. If you agree, that's great. But yeah. stop the hate. But it's going it. to be okay either way. It's going to be okay. I'm more mad at the fact that Mulan doesn't have music in it. Yeah. That's what I'm more mad about. We, we're we so upset about a mermaid that we're not discussing the fact that the reboot to Mulan won't have a girl worth fighting for or reflection or make a man out of you. Those great musical numbers it's just, just think they're a, just going for a different tone they are one, you know i mean they absolutely are I'm, and you know and i think it's okay i mean i'm not exactly like oh my gosh i can't wait to see this reboot of mulan because i was really excited to see like live a live version of mushu and it looks like he might not be in it oh no yeah it looks really? like they're going the route that mushu won't be in it well that's a totally different um, discussion and no there. musicals and i understand that I get, you know, because I can't sit here and be mad at that and also a couple weeks ago have an argument with you about if you're going to reboot, make some changes. Yeah. You know, they've made the changes. Yeah. So I'm not angry. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see know. what happens. But what's most important about Ariel? She, the Her character... Her voice. It's her voice, yeah, because that's what draws her to She wants to steal her voice, right? Girl so she has to have a good voice. Check. Sing. She can. If you have not heard her sing and you're arguing against her, stop what you're doing. I kind of think that she might have done the, the uh, national anthem at one of the WrestleManias I went to. Cause she's in California? A, maybe. Because I think she's like her sister. Are they sisters that they're in a group together? Listen, I'm sorry. I don't know I don't anything know. about her. I mean, I just because I don't, I don't care. When her name first popped up. I listened to her on YouTube, and I was blown away. If she can sing, great. That's all that now, matters should she have the red hair? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe I it's time we move away from the haircut. Iconic, stuff, you know. Maybe uh, it's also maybe since it's live action, let's rely on the performance and not the portrayal. That's exactly right. So. Let it go. There's more important and terrible things happening in the yeah. world than the casting of Ariel. Yeah. Let's let's find it. something like meaningful to yes. argue about, yes. you know. I mean there are people starving on the streets. Yeah. In our own hometown. <laughs> We're worried about a little mermaid. <laughs> so that's our rant for that one. Um a couple more things in the news. Um one big thing. And I saved this. I haven't really talked to you about it. I wanted to spring this on you. And I know you love improv. I know you love to have <laughs> the outline thrown out and, and news yes, just sprung Me and my you. OCD, we <laughs> really enjoy just <laughs> going on the fly. So uh, 
It was released today that Warner Media has decided a name for its streaming service. Okay. It's called HBO Max. Interesting. HBO Max uh, is the new streaming service which will offer an impressive direct-to-consumer experience for all ages. The service also announced its exclusive streaming rights to Friends. Friends will be leaving Netflix for this streaming service. Well, that was a smart move for them because I know a lot of people who keep Netflix for that. And The Office. And The Office. And it's leaving in 2021. So, along with Friends, HBO Max will have exclusive streaming rights for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, score. Yes, Pretty Little Liars, all CW shows, and other WB media. CW like Arrowverse Arrowverse shows. So that'll be leaving Netflix. That will be leaving Netflix. Interesting. So between Disney Plus and this new Warner Media, I fear for Netflix. I do. I was about to say, like, do you think they can survive this? I Ooh. think they need to hit the boards, finding more Stranger Things type yeah. shows. Yeah. Find those. I was writers. about to say Stranger Things is like their number one yeah, thing. It's their number one thing, and they're already talking about uh, four or five might be the last well, season. They also do a lot of uh, original stand-up comedian they do. things. They like do. I just noticed that Aziz Ansari has a new one. I haven't seen it. Though. I started it. Uh, it was about ten fifteen minutes. I think and, I, I think younger Aziz before Parks and Rec was funnier. Well, he's a lot different now. And, you know, he had this whole scandal controversy thing last year. Do you remember that? Who didn't? Um, So, and he addresses that. And he addresses it in a very serious way, which he should. But it's just like, I think that changes the way that he has to perform. Because in the past... So does that uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. You don't see him doing stand-up Well, but he... But he was a gross individual. totally different. But Aziz, like, you know... In the past, a lot of his comedy, there was some sexual, you know, stuff in there. And, I mean, like I said, I haven't finished it yet, so this could be coming, but there's been none of that so far. And I think that's... He's changed his whole... Probably for the best. Yeah. It's probably in bad taste to have those things said about you and then yeah yeah. so anyway i I don't know how we got on that i think between hbo max and disney plus man netflix better be warned well hey you know later in the year uh probably sometime in december we're gonna do probably a streaming wars Wars two yeah we'll see the state of things then and 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 come back to this discussion absolutely and uh speaking of some of that stream stuff this could be something that saves Netflix. Okay. It's uh, talked about that Netflix is going to be adapting a live-action Zelda series. I saw that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, remember when we were in college at Walter State and that news started? But not on Netflix, but like, oh, we're getting a live-action Zelda movie. And no, that turned out to be... Fake. I don't remember what I had for I breakfast, mean, so I definitely don't remember something we I mean, talked for about years, 10 you know, years ago. We, we Zelda nerds have been like, give us a movie, give us a show, give us something. We want to see Hyrule in the live-action world. And so it looks like this is the closest to a green light the Zelda franchise has ever seen as an entertainment, besides mm-hmm. video game. So uh, it does sound exciting. Uh, I'm sure more will follow uh, in the coming months. Uh, all we know right now is it's in talks. I don't want to be Debbie down here. Okay. 
how many movies based on video games have been successful? That's why I think it'd be better as a show. Has there been any shows based on video games that have done well? No. Mm. no I don't think there's been any shows based on video games. Has there? Other than there cartoons. terrible movies. Other than cartoons, Doom. I don't... Oh. Doom was terrible. Well, we've had like three Tomb Raider movies. The original, like the Angelina Jolie ones I thought were okay. Yeah. But I haven't seen them in years. Um... I had my my nerdling nerd goggles on. I just used two of your words in one go there. Are you proud of that? Um, but we had uh, Warcraft, based on World of Warcraft, which I haven't seen, but I've heard. Uh, Assassin's Creed. I fell asleep in the first 15 minutes, and I'm a huge fan of the video game, so that's not good. Uh, we had the Mario Brothers movie like in the 80s or the early 90s or something. Yeah, that was rough. As a kid, it was like okay, kind of, but that's not looking back. Not so good, (laughs) you know. Like, and then we've got Sonic coming out eventually if they ever decide they're, you know, going to be going to animate him. If they're going to be brave enough to release it to uh, the 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 fans. fans. Oh man, like I've never sharks. I've never seen anything like that. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a discussion for that's another a discussion show. for another day. We are, just, so, we are all over the place today. It's all right. It's the it's the news. Um, also, um, some uh, fan art started this, but there's actually been some true push for. I can't believe I ever thought I'd have to say this, but Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. There's been some semi-push. A lot of people are behind it. Did you see the fan art? I saw some fan art and. Eh. But I mean, I'm you're a Wolverine. Wolverine guy. I'm a Wolverine guy. It's gonna take a lot to impress me. L- love, love, uh, D. Rad, but um, yeah, um, I don't see that one. I don't either. Um, also, the DCEU announced that it will be splitting into okay, just the EU, just yeah. the DCEU, which is Aquaman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League movie, Man of Steel, Man of Steel. They will be splitting into two separate universes just in the EU not counting um the Joker universe and the Pattinson Batman universe mm. and then the Joaquin Phoenix thing that's coming out is that what you meant by yeah, the, Joker? the Joker yeah so yeah. that's a totally separate that's a thing total, so technically there's Lord four universes now there's the Pattinson universe the Joaquin Phoenix Joker universe and DCEU which is split into two separate universes <laughs> one universe will be Aquaman and Gal Gadot Aquaman and Wonder Woman and the other universe will be like the Sirens and Harley Quinn and all that well you know we can't all be the MCU I'm starting to be <laughs> mad enough to <laughs> I'm this close to writing an angry letter um, sometimes that helps but yeah it's it's just it's a rough time to be a DC fan and I'm not afraid to admit that uh, it's definitely a rough time to be a DC uh, fan, but um, you know uh, we just keep persisting and keep hoping. <laughs> Maybe they'll surprise you. Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe when Stranger Things is done, the Duffers will go right for DC, and we we'll have a chance. Maybe yeah, that, that'd be good. That would be great. Well, who says they can't do both? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, Gunn's doing it. Gunn's doing That's both. That's true. So. Yeah, so the last bit of news is a very sad piece of news. Um, Cameron Boyce passed away. A uh, very talented young actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Descendants uh, movies. It was about the Disney villains' kids who mm-hmm. went to school. 
Believe it or not, I have not seen. He was uh, Cruella's son. Interesting. It was really cool. He had like split black and so white hair. So I recognized him from Grown Ups. That Adam yes, Sandler movie. he was Adam Sandler's yeah. son in Grown Ups. Um, funny kid. I uh, read that it was uh, something related to a seizure. Mm-hmm. He had had some health issues. He did have some health issues, but they just did the autopsy today, and still no cause can be named. It's just a, an anomaly. That's just sad. He was only 20 years old, man. I know. 10 Such years younger than... I mean, think about what we were doing at 20. We were running around Walter State. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, doing shows together. I just... I can't imagine. And, like, especially the... the Younger kids out there who watch because he was on some other Disney show. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, I don't know anything about it, but you know, that's got to be tough. Oh my gosh, them. yes. So, I mean, um, it's kind of like you know, one of our child. I mean, we had tons of childhood stars that we grew up watching die early. Yeah. Um. So very sad. Um. You know, the nerd world is sad about that passing, and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to. Uh, his family. Yeah, of um, course. But that is all for the news for this week. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Wealth and fame he's ignored. Action is his reward. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. That music just gets me pumped up and and ready to talk about my favorite dude, Spider Man. What do you when, think about it? When did when the heck did Blue Blade do it? So Spider-Man. Michael Blue Blade did did this cover of the Spider Man theme for Spider Man Two, like Tobey Maguire Spider Man Two, like in two thousand four. And How I didn't am even I just now hearing this. Well, I've known about it for a while now, but it was in the credits, so. And this was before we had like post credit scenes and stuff, okay. so most people Sony missed it. Spider Man before the I got the I was at McKay's, which is like a local uh, store where you can buy used movies and books and CDs and, and stuff. And I found the Spider Man Two soundtrack, and, and there it was, and pops, and there it was, and I was like, oh, I gotta have this, and popped it in one day. And at the end, there's Michael Bublé doing the Spider Man theme, and I'm like, dude, this is gold. How did I not know about this? I would have marketed the heck out of that, right? So. Now the people know about it. They've heard a little snippet of it. I just wanted to share it with everyone. You heard it here. You heard it 14, right here. 15, 16 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's right. It is time for our... Break it down. Break it down of, like I've said a hundred times, my all-time favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Your friendly neighborhood menace. Well, some people might say that, but not me. Uh, I think he is the best. He is number one. Okay. How do you feel about Spider-Man? I don't hate him. I like him. You better um, not. I just, I didn't, you know, I watched the animated show, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. I played the Nintendo 64 games, mm-hmm. narrated by Stan Lee himself. Yeah. Good evening, true believers. You right. know. Uh, oh, man. I just got chills uh, saying that. Sorry. You just didn't You uh, just didn't really connect to him the same way that I did. Yeah. 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 I just didn't connect to Spider-Man the same way you did. Um, I didn't hate it. Um I loved his silver and black suit. was my favorite in the 64 video game. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Venom suit. It was just a silver and yeah. black. Well, he's got tons of I'm sure of you have a name for it. No, I don't, actually. Oh. <laughs> there is a but name for it, but I just don't there know. There is. It was the game where, you know, black cats in it and Mysterio I remember and Scorpion. It. I remember it very well. Terrible level of uh, 
oh, it's that terrible level where Doc Ock's after you, and it's mm-hmm. all, like, turning of the camera, and... Mm-hmm. It, I remember. But no, I, I didn't connect to him the way you obviously have, mm-hmm. so... I think what I love about him, one, it's his wit, you know, and his humor. Like, he's in the middle of a of a this life-threatening event or a battle with one of his foes, and he can still crack a joke, you know? I love that about him. Like a Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, I love his agility and his speed and all that stuff. And I also love the fact that, as Peter Parker, he truly was an underdog. You know, he's the nerdy, dweeb kid that nobody pays any attention to. He gets picked on, whatever. And he still becomes this this great hero. And he learns that lesson that with uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And he takes that to heart. And he... That's that's his motto for a reason, yeah. and he takes that responsibility very very seriously, and he does a great job. I mean, like I said, I, I don't hate him. I like him, uh, especially Lord Tom Holland's rendition of him. It's yep. just it's just been fantastic, um, because you know he's been around a long time. Yeah, he has actually been around since 1962. Uh, he was, of course, created by Stan Lee and artist Steve Ditko in, like I said, 1962. And since then, we've, excuse me, we've had numerous versions, uh, whether it be TV, movies, video games, comic books, whatever. People other than Peter Parker uh, being Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Exactly. Uh, so he, it's been a long road for Spider-Man, and he's—he's. Yeah. He's, I would say he's one of the number one Marvel guys. Well, and now, especially now, he's bigger than ever. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I could honestly say that I don't think the Sony Spider-Man that started it all, you know, uh, sweet little Tobey Maguire, um, or even Garfield. You know, here in the live-action world, will ever hit the heights that Tom Holland they didn't, has. They didn't. I think they were all good in their own ways. Because, um, like, I, I liked Tobey Maguire, and then Andrew Garfield came along, and I was like, ah, oh, this guy, I love him. He's 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 even better. He's he's perfect. And then Tom Holland came along, and I was like, this guy is this actually guy is perfect. perfect. He really captures that boyish charm of young Peter Parker. Far better than the others did because he's so young, you know. The, you know, especially when talking to MJ. And you think about like, you know, sometimes Peter's kind of clumsy and oh yeah, and all that and stuff. That's like what really plays well on the this guy Spider Man because in real life that's Tom yeah. Holland. Like he's oh, yeah. goofy, you know. He's just like Peter so Parker. it's a perfect fit. So so let's back up a little bit because I found that there in the in the nineteen seventies. There were some made-for-TV Spider-Man movies, and I think really? yeah, I had seen some images of this stuff, you know, here and there over the years, but I've never watched any of it. Right, so the Amazing Spider-Man series, 1977, like I said, made for TV. I don't know anything about it except that the villain was not one of the Spider-Man villains. So who was I the villain? I don't know. Because I looked unknown. at the list of characters and stuff like that, and there there were no names I recognized. So I don't know anything about it other than that that it was made for TV and it they looked must have really. Their own villain. You know, maybe in 1977 it was the bee's knees, but now I'm sure it doesn't hold up. Oh, I'm sure it's kind of like going back and watching the old Hulk or Shazam. Or oh, something so like but that. so get this though, 
The next year, in 1978, this is, again, this is not a joke, okay? I'm not pulling your leg on this. Spider-Man Strikes Back (laughs) was the name of the sequel to that. And what year? 1978. Actually, before Empire Strikes Back, yeah. That was before Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't before. Because original Star Wars was 77. This is the year after. Spider-Man Strikes Back. Spider-Man Strikes Back. Again, I don't know anything about it. And then a couple years later, uh, 1981, we had Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge. Who knows? So, you know, maybe one day if I'm feeling curious or bored (laughs) or if I want to get a really bad taste in my mouth about something Spider-Man. Just so you can have it done watched it yeah because i love him so much i I saw it i should probably check it out (laughs) yeah you know as as such a big fan uh but i I don't know if i can bring myself to do it well maybe we'll sit down and watch it one day we have nothing you can hold my hand and talk (laughs) me through it uh so that was that was the end of that and you know i didn't do a whole lot of research on it because frankly i i didn't care so You know, it just looked awful. <laughs> you only cared about from when you were a kid on. Exactly. Which brings me to the next point I wanted to make. We we talked on our X-Men episode about how much we love the animated series, right? Mm-hmm. So, the same time, we had a Spider-Man animated series, right? And it yeah. was... Sometimes they crossed over. The X-Men, X-Men and Spider-Man. Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. They Similar styles of animation. Yep. Same company. It came on the Fox Kids Network. It ran for five seasons. Uh, from 1994 to 1998, and Christopher Daniel Barnes was the voice of Spider-Man. Now, Great it's funny voice. that we talked about Little Mermaid a little bit ago. Christopher Daniel Barnes was the voice of Prince Eric in Little Mermaid. And he was also Spider-Man. But that means he's also Greg Brady. And he was also We Greg saw Brady. him at Knoxville... Uh, one of the Comic Cons, yeah, I met him, and he was yeah. a super, super nice guy. We saw he was great. him with the uh, panel of Bell and Gaston, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to him, and I was like, you know, my first memories of Spider-Man are, are are thanks to you, like coming home from school, going to my my grandparents' house, and they had the TV with the, the the bunny ears. The bunny ears. <laughs> had to see, had to yeah. see some Spider-Man. Yeah, and it had kind of a psychedelic intro. It did. Because it showed the spider band, like the change of the colors. It had the electric guitar yeah. and the synthesizer stuff yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, man. 90s and cartoon you know intro what? music. A man. few years ago, like when Netflix was kind of just starting to pick up, they had the entire series on Netflix. And I was trying to watch all of it. And before I could get through it, they took it all down. So, and it's not on DVD or Blu-ray or anything as of yet. Disney needs to get on that, but you can get it on iTunes. So it's like fifteen. I know it's on Vudu. You can buy the whole series on Vudu. Yeah, like fifteen. Or Amazon too, I think. I'm sure it is. Uh, But I use iTunes, so I looked on there, and it's like fifteen bucks for for a season. So one day I'll I'll probably do that when I. It'd be kind of fun to go back and maybe do like a nerding in the 90s episode and we can talk about the old yeah uh animated shows we sure. grew up with I mean, well and what i was gonna say was like from what i remember of of watching it like seven or eight years ago whenever this was like it still held up i still really oh, enjoyed it that version of carnage still scares the living daylights mm-hmm. out of me and venom with the long tongue craven mm-hmm. uh was like why don't we have craven the, in the live action i they forgot did. how good of a storyline that was yeah it had felicia hardy black yes. cat in it kingpin was oh, a regular him and his wife uh 
Is it Jessica? I don't remember. What is Kingpin's wife's name? Dang. I don't remember. But it was great. It was a really good show. Uh, so that was in 94 to 98. Then we move on to our next uh, live-action Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, the first one was in uh, 2002. And we, of course, we've mentioned already, Tobey Maguire uh, took up the the, started, the mask. Started, I mean, I would put him up there with the original X-Men and Iron Man 1. And, I mean, I, he was even before Iron Man 1. Yeah, a you know, long I'd time I put him up there with the original X-Men and the original Fantastic Four. They started this movement. They did. You know, the superhero movie and, movement. You know, it's sad that they're they're not well remembered like they're people dog those movies all the time and you know to an extent i certainly understand but at the time it was all we had man and as a spider-man kid i was thrilled to have live action spider-man with that quality well yeah i mean because you all i honestly and here, here this is my whole opinion on it i think that the third movie was received so bad that people just group it and just try to forget it as a whole. I try to forget the third one, sure, but the first one was great. Most most people uh, do I mean, actually. Franco was in remember. it for goodness' sake. Hmm? Franco was in it for goodness' sake. He was. Uh, but the second one is actually from the people I've talked to and seen and everything. It was the a uh, one that was the most positively received and remembered. What had that great train scene? Mm-hmm. Where he stops the train. Oh, yeah. And they just basically ignore the fact that they just saw Spider-Man's eye. Yeah, you see, like, he's standing on the train tracks, and he's got the, the webs held out to the buildings, and he's trying to stop that train from going off the tracks. Mm-hmm. And he's exhausted, and his his suit starts ripping apart. And he's standing there, and he realizes that all these people are looking at him without his mask on. And he's like, oh, no. And there was a little kid, he picked up the mask and he handed it to Peter and he said, we won't tell anyone. And he put it on and he went on to save the day it's like he does. It's probably the best moment in the trilogy because it's almost kind of like they're as as his neighborhood. Because, you know, he's the friendly neighborhood uh-huh. Spider-Man looking after. You know, and, and Tom Holland kind of says that in his rendition is like, you know, I'm a neighborhood Spider-Man. The whole big superhero stuff, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and... It kind of well. He said that in Far From Home. Yeah, it's kind of not like so much in Homecoming. We'll get to, we'll get to that. It's kind of like their thank you to him. Yeah, for being their neighbor. Well, they know is. that even though J. Jonah Jameson tries to put out, you know, the, that he's a menace and and he's bad for New York. Most of the people know this guy's really got our he's best interests at heart. Yeah, yeah. And that one, of course, was I, I mentioned this. I don't know what we were talking about, but a, a few episodes ago, that great quote. Right before Doc Ock dies, he said, "I will not die a monster," and he sort of has that turn back to yeah. a to a good guy, and that was a really good moment. Can we talk for a second? Also, though, we we skipped the first one, Green Goblin, Franco. Oh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Willem right? Dafoe, Franco's dad. He plays. Yeah. Uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe, man, creepy. Gosh, and and I'm telling you, if they were to ever do a movie version of Arkham, like the Arkham games into a movie, that's your joke. Oh, I agree. Willem Dafoe is phenomenal, even today. Mm-hmm. But he, his laugh is the goblin. Well, he's just got such a strange Presence. appearance, yeah. too, though, you know? 
Well, he's, he's an know, odd he's looking that, dude. When he's doing the whole like multiple personality voice, you know, mm-hmm. the goblin's talking to him, and he's like, "Well, they're not gonna, you know, believe you." And side note: if you haven't seen Boondock Saints, yes. he's in that. It's a great. It's probably in my top ten favorite movies of all time. I used the, to have the whole Boondock's Prayer memorized. Oh, yeah, I used to have a poster of that. Oh man, that was a good. One. So. And that's another thing. If you're a nerdling, you need to talk to a parent first. It's very violent, very yeah. graphic. Um, it's it's rated R for a reason. So yes. if you're a nerdling, <laughs> don't be uh, sneaking off and watching this movie because we told we you to. Do that. No, well, talk to your parents about it. But parents, adults, you need to check it out if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, but Def- Willem Dafoe's Goblin Man, I like it. It added a fear. The suit was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of had those effects of the animated version. Well, it made it seem a little more realistic. Like he 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 didn't have the appearance of like a monster. He had, you know, like a, a, a suit. suit, and there was a reason for it. You know, yeah. and the reason he was so crazy was because he was exposed to that toxic gas that they yeah. had developed. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that you know, and seeing he played that downfall of Norman Osborn very well as an actor. Uh, made it very believable, and of course, you know you had his son played by Franco, uh, Harry and, Osborn. And you had Kirsten Dunst playing MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it the first one where we get that that iconic kiss? The upside down. The upside kiss? down. Kiss. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. So after Becky and I got engaged, we recreated that. I had on a a Spidey suit because I played Spider Man at a kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And we went and, and did a thing where I hung upside down in the jungle gym, and she pulled the mask down and, and gave me a little smooch. Uh, and we did that picture as like an engagement thing. It was really cool. That's cool. I had to throw that in there. So we talked a little bit about Spider-Man 2 already. That was in 2004. And then we have Spider-Man 3 in Ooh, 2007, baby. which, Oof. okay, can I tell you, this is like one of the nerdiest things that I will ever admit to on this show. And I don't even think that you know this. When I saw Spider-Man 3, it was my prom night. That sounds really bad, okay? Now, hold up. Don't look at me like that. Did you skip prom? No, I didn't skip prom. We went to prom. But it was my date. Wanted She wanted to, to see it. So, we went and we got tickets for it. And we had another couple that we hung out with that night. We went to eat. We got our tickets for the movie. We went to prom. We went back to the movies. And we saw Spider-Man 3 on prom night. Sounds ridiculous, but we had a great time. So, I just wanted to tell that little sod story. But so, like, anytime I think great about time like that, mask a bad script. At the time, we didn't know or care, man. We, I just was. Hey, you got Spider Man swinging around yeah. through through the streets. I'm happy. Okay, well, here's my problem with the third installment. I'm, can I guess? Venom. There's three problems I have. Okay. That's the number one. Venom. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Venom's my favorite Marvel villain. Uh, well, Carnage is, but Ven- Venom's you know up there. Um, Tover Grace was Grace was a terrible Venom, and yeah. Danny Brock terrible, terrible, terrible. Not terrible. a good choice. Um, number one, because he had just come out of that '70s show, and all I saw was Eric. Yeah, you know, and it's just bad. Uh, second of all, uh, Sandman, just so mopey and. The performance of Sandman I didn't like, and like how he just drifted away at the end. He's like, oh, "I'm sorry," and drifted away. I was like, "You're sorry, mm. really?" Like, there's a difference between vindication and just. Uh, 
But that helped Peter let go of his of his anger because and his it was him and his guilt Uncle over Uncle Ben's death. Uh, I'm going to disagree one, with you on that the part. Stupid freaking dance scene. Oh yeah, it was the dumbest moment in comic book movie history, and I put that up there with the original Hulk release with Eric Bana as the Hulk. Yeah, I mean that was so dumb. It was pretty because, silly because this was when he was Venom Spider-Man, Black Spider-Man. Yeah. The symbiote had become part of his spider suit. Yeah. So... It changed his personality. It changed his personality to an I-can't-dance poor little white boy with a bad haircut and an emo black ha- hair dye and just with a weird scene. I get what they were trying to do. It, it just was... It was poorly done. Yeah. I mean, Raimi... I love Raimi movies. I mean, but good Lord, that was a terrible decision. Yeah. So I'll agree with you on two out of those three. Uh, <laughs> I'll take two out of three. The yeah, Venom reminded me of like a a rabid cat or something. He yeah. hissed a lot. Yeah, I didn't care for. He that. didn't talk as Venom until he took like the mask would go back out. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't really remember. But he, he wasn't he like really scrawny and scrawny. small. Like Venom a, needs to be yeah. like stacked. He looked more like honestly. If you're Stranger Things fans, he looked like a demo dog running around. To be honest, yeah, maybe. Um, and one time that mask falls back, and he just goes, uh, "I like being bad. It makes me happy." And then the mask takes back over, and he goes, "That's <laughs> like this is garbage. Who wrote this? Right. Like it's terrible." Okay, so that was uh, the end of that, and then we get the Mark Webb films, which was the uh, Amazing Spider-Man in 2012 and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 in mm. 2014. We had Andrew Garfield. At the time, man, I thought he was... He was great. He was stupendous. He was better than, better My girl Emma Stone was in it as Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. What villains did we have with that? In the first one, we had the lizard, right? We uh, Dr. Connors uh-huh. the lizard played by... Not Bettany. I can't. Guy. I couldn't tell you his name, but he was Xenophilius Love, Love Good in uh, the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movies. Yeah. I can, I get him and uh, Paul Bettany mixed up a lot. Um, they're just similar, and they're both British. I <laughs> <laughs> sounded okay. terrible, but well, that's one of us that. Has um, that but I will always have a negative memory attached to this movie. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> so I'm doing a bit. I'm doing a comical bit at the Smoky Mountain Opry at this time in Pigeon Forge. And we had this this thing as our little trio. Me, Josh, and Logan. And we had this little stamp, we called it. And if you stamped them, if the trio stamped a movie, we never saw it unless all three of us were seeing it together. Now that night we had a plan to meet... Turkey Creek. In Turkey uh, Creek to see... This was opening weekend of Amazing Spider-Man. Opening night. Opening night. And I was like, you know what? We only have one show today. This will be fantastic. Um, So, long story short, during that one show, the power goes out. Which delays us from starting our show two hours. And what do my bros do? They go to the movie regardless. Okay, so... And I'm telling you, if I had not called you out, guarantee you I would have tried to hide it from me. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I <laughs> 100% would have told you what I did. Because here's my side of the story. 
we were sitting in the parking lot of the movie theater and didn't realize he wasn't going to make it. And it was like 20 minutes until the show started. I could have made a later movie, remember? I could have said, well, we can do this one. There weren't any later movies. There were. No. Well, you just jump back in your time machine and you go back and check Fandango <laughs> on that night and it'll tell you, there were like, that was it. Maybe one more, but you wouldn't have made it. And on that same day, my car had broken down. I'd had like one of the worst days. Is this Kobe? Yeah, my Cobalt had broken down that day. And I was like, I'm never going to make it to Spider-Man. But I found a way, by golly, and I got there. And we all know who's my number one guy, Spider-Man. We're sitting in the parking lot. And you say, guys, I'm not going to make it. What would you do, people? What would you do? Oh, it was such a sad night. That was like... one of only like a couple of times that we've ever had any sort of argument. Yeah. Or like a real argument. Well, I think we work well and don't really argue well because we already poke poke at each other constantly. Uh, Like the Impractical Jokers or something. Yeah. But that, I will forever have that memory attached to that movie. But I didn't hate the movie. Sorry we hurt your feelings. I eventually ended up getting to see it. Um, I mean, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. And then The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2014, we had Jamie Foxx's Electro, Mm -hmm. and we also had the start of the Green Goblin, or the Hobgoblin, or one of the two, Uh, I can't remember. It's Hobgoblin, because Norm is Green Goblin, and Harry becomes Hobgoblin. Yeah, you're right. Because his face gets all messed up. Which, was it the first one, or the second one, where we had Paul Giamatti playing Rhino? Do you remember Uh, that? uh, Second one, he's in a suit. Yeah. Uh, I really can't remember. But they were trying to set up for, like, the Sinister Sinister Six, Six and it never happened. But I remember, like... Well, there was a post-credit scene in that. Dude, I... scene where Peter's father showed up at the cemetery. Yeah, I sort of remember. They were trying to set up the Sinister Six. It's been a while. Since since all the MCU stuff has been going, I just... Well, and we also saw the death of Gwen. Yes, we did. Uh, um, But, you know... I always found it confusing and somewhat redundant having a shocker and an electro in his own universe. Like yeah. Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery has two electric-based villains that are somewhat the same. Never really thought about that. And I and I always just found that like that's weird, you know, like it's kind of odd. But what technically, he has two symbiotes. What I was gonna so. say was that, like. The MCU had started by this point, and I wanted desperately for Spider-Man to be a part of it, but I didn't see any chance of that ever happening, you know? So I was like, this is as good as it's going to get. And then it seemed like they had plans for more movies, and they weren't going to happen. We were supposed to get... They were also... We were supposed to get a Spider-Man 4 with Toby, with Jim Carrey's Carnage. Yeah. Then we were supposed to get a Spider-Man 3 with Garfield... Sinister Six. With Sinister Six as the villains and the introduction of Venom to help fight the Sinister Six. But, I guess... It didn't pan out, but you know what? It worked out because that brought us to MCU Spider-Man. Like we said, Tom Holland. The buyout. And um, the first glimpse we had of him, I'll never forget, okay... 
the one of the previews for Captain America Civil War comes out and we mm-hmm. see that moment when Cap's shield Underoos. his shield goes flying up. Hey everybody and his little eyes move, you know. I was like <gasps> I thought I was going to die because finally the moment I'd been waiting for yeah. had arrived and, and, and we had, I think uh oh, was they cast it now we're like okay Who's this Tom Holland guy? Yeah. Uh, he's British? He's what? A, he's a dancer. Yeah. And all this um, stuff. And I, we, we saw Civil War together mm-hmm. in Turkey Creek. Mm-hmm. And um, they're talking about finding someone to help in the fight. And uh, I think the line is um, uh, Cheadle, uh, War Machine says, I know a guy who can help us. And... Uh, and down I think, he goes. I think you're mixing up Spidey and Ant Man. Yeah, that is right. Because that was like I know a guy. Falcon. Falcon said that. Yeah. But when he gets his guy, then we get a flash to Queens with RDJ sitting with the very young, very beautiful Aunt May. Mm-hmm. And uh, And I remember when the Queens popped up because you know that whole Civil War did the where they were in like mm-hmm. big white letters. When Queens popped up, you went. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Like there was this gasp of breath, just like we're oh, here. I was so excited, <laughs> but he's perfect, man. I mean, his banter with me. Hey, you remember that really old movie, Mister Stark? He's just like, you know, Peter Parker is. He's a nerd, you know. Gosh, and you know Tom is. Holland does such a good job of portraying like the awkward nerd, clumsy Peter Parker. You know, well, I mean, in real he's life, so they funny. have to keep his mouth shut constantly because he's. Spoiling well, he got stuff. In a, he got in a bunch of trouble because he went to Germany or somewhere and he talked about the end of Endgame, which we won't it. talk about here. And um, the fans got really po'd, and I'm like, man, do y'all even nerd, bro? It's been a month or so since yeah. Endgame, so I didn't I did not blame Tom for that one. Uh, so anyway, uh, he showed up in Civil War in 2016. Then he had his first solo movie in 2017. Speaking of my birthday. July 9th, 2017, I was sitting in the movie theater watching, watching Homecoming. Homecoming. Um, then he, of course, returned for Infinity War in 2018, and he had a lot of space adventures and stuff with Iron Man. Mr. Stark? He had, oh, gosh. That... I don't feel so good. You know that was improv, by the way? No, I didn't know that. Tom Holland's last moments in Infinity War... Totally improved on the spot. Wow. Yeah. So I heard. So I heard. So I read. That's, cool. That's cool. I remember. Um, I remember your reaction to that too. You grabbed my arm. <laughs> I was like, "No, they're really not going to do this." And then by we golly, just got him. They did. <laughs> they're it. taking me away from but, him. You know, it all I, worked out. I know how these things work. I was like, "It'll all turn out okay somehow." So and it did. Yeah. And then he returned uh, for in game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2019, this this year, and then we got Far From Home just a few days ago. So, oh, and we skipped something. In we talked about it before a long time ago. Into the Spider Verse, right? Yeah. Animated Sony animated movie came out uh, Christmas time ish last year. Totally a surprise. Like nobody expect nobody that I talked to expected that it was gonna be. Well, you so didn't even expect. Like good. that's what shocked me is because you even told me when you saw the first preview it was like I'm not gonna go into it expecting it yeah. much because it's Sony Dude, and my favorite movie that I saw in 2018. So good. So 
if wow. you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, and I know a lot of people who haven't, it's on Netflix now, by the it way. Is. It's like when you go to the main part of Netflix and it's like recently added or what's popular or trending or whatever, on my account, maybe because Netflix knows me, yeah. it's the first thing on there. But I haven't watched it on Netflix because I've already seen it like seven or eight times. Oh, yeah. So it's excellent. We don't don't need to go into it right now, but go see that one. All right, we'll so now Netflix as long as Sony doesn't start their own streaming service. Oh goodness! <laughs> All right, so Far From Home. So now is now is the time. If you haven't seen Far From Home, spoiler alert! It's time for you to hit the pause button. Leave us for now. Come go back another it. day after you go see Far From Home. Yes. But for those of you who have seen it. Wasn't it awesome? Wasn't it amazing? Yeah. I mean, away we go. I mean, where do we where do we start? Well, I think one of the things that I was noticing a lot of the most was the contrast of of Peter in Homecoming and Far From Home. Because if you think back to Homecoming, he had just had his mission in Civil War where Tony took him to Berlin and everything. He's contacting Happy Hogan like every day saying, hey, I'm ready for my next mission. He wants to be an Avenger. He wants to help. Tony says, why don't you just be like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Yeah. You know, he Tony didn't want to get him involved in the big stuff. Um, and Peter did want to do that. But now in Homecoming, Sam Jack, sorry, Nick Fury is like, hey, buddy, we need you. We got a big, big You're thing happening here. He's like, you know, I just want to be a kid. I just want to enjoy my field trip with my friends. I want to take this girl I like onto a bridge and give her confess this my love this her. little necklace and confess my love for her. And I just want to be a, a, a kid for just oh. this, this field trip. And he didn't even take a suit with him because he's like, I'm done with Spider-Man for this vacation. And, and I, we see I, how I that worked out. I truly think that that all spawned from the fact that William died. Disappeared. Yeah. He's he experienced got a lot of stuff since since then. Tony's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he lost some friends. Yeah, and saw some stuff that a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man would not have had to see. And I think mm-hmm. it's almost like, oh wow, I got slapped in the face by the I want to be the big superhero and be an Avenger. Yeah. The minute after I become an Avenger, I watch a lot of terrible things happen, and it's almost like it smacked him back down to reality to. Let's stay in the safe haven of my neighborhood, and I just want to be normal. Yeah, you know, I just I want to at go least on a trip. for the field trip. You I mean, know, just give me a field just trip. Give me a give normal me a life for just 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 a little bit of time. Yeah, you know, and but as we see, with great power comes great responsibility. When he was needed, he stepped up. One of my favorite moments is when the first uh, the, the Hydra monster yeah. shows up in in Venice. Um, he puts on like a a mask. Not a Spider-Man. It's like a mask. Mardi Gras type man. Yeah, and he swings up there to Mysterio, who we think is a good guy in that moment, and he says, "Hey, hey, I, I can help. I'm strong and I'm really sticky." <laughs> so, so he's like, "Hey, you know what? The trouble has come come here to Venice, Follow and me. I wanted to just escape everything for a while, but that's not how it's going to play out." So he steps up to help. Yeah, absolutely. Like he always does. And I loved like at the beginning they still. They don't let you forget, though, that Endgame happened. Right. You know, the, it all starts with, like, it's after the snap, or what they're calling the blip, you know. And they've got this high school news story where they're saying all of the fallen, you know, 
Thank you, Cap. Thank you, Iron Man. Thank you, all those people. Blipped. And, yeah, these are the people that got blipped, and they came back five years later, and some of them went from being kids to fully grown, yeah, like 17 and 18-year-old boys. Yeah. And they're all, like, muscular now mm-hmm. and playing basketball, and, like, it's just, they're kind of joking about, like, that just doesn't happen. And, like, we're still kind of reeling from the fact that, you know, it felt like yesterday that, my neighbor who was 12 years old got blipped and then he came back a 17 year old you know freak athlete um but i liked that and and it was also kind of like a subtle this is the end of that Mm -hmm. but also i will never forget yeah you know what happened well that changed the landscape of the entire mcu absolutely so whatever comes next, you know, they call the first three phases the Infinity Saga. Whatever saga comes next, the, the implications of, or I should say the ramifications of the snap will, will forever be, be yeah, a part. Will be yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm telling you, we talked about it earlier, Zendaya's growing on me, man. Oh, me too. Like, Very during quickly. Homecoming, like, when you find out she's MJ, you're just like, she's so sarcastic. And like and I said, I admitted, at first I was like... I don't know about this. And had nothing to do with yeah. the color of her skin, guys. Yeah. You know, it's like, It was the way she personified. Yeah, it like, was that. So and she didn't and... have the red hair and everything. I liked the fact that it was kind of a little surprise. Like, oh, by the way, this is Mary Jane. Yeah. And you didn't know it the whole time. Yeah. So that's kind of what makes it so great, you know, well, now looking her, back. Uh, Vulture's daughter. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, and and I love the Happy and Aunt May stuff. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> I love Happy. I love that Happy's in it. Yeah, Because it still too. has that kind of feel of like, oh, you know. There's a little piece of Tony there. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, the are they dating? There's these awkward moments mm-hmm. that Peter seems to always walk in on and kind of watch like these romantic, cute, little, funny, like, hey, hey, you look great. You can't maze a player a little bit. I think she's too. But it's, I mean, it's Marissa Tomei. She's beautiful. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Um, uh, well, she, she was in uh, Anger Management with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Is that, I love her in that movie. She was also in The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. She was. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Another one that's not for the nerdlings. So, no, uh, not for yeah. the nerdlings. Um, so Mysterio is our villain, of course, and they did a really good job. I was trying to figure out like how they were going to make that how work. Does he become it's a like, villain? Mysterio is not a good guy, and here he's you know a hero, and he's taking down these big and elemental he's got this monsters. Backstory, and he's working with Nick Fury and Maria Hill and everything, and it's like, oh, this is all a trip. It's a ploy. Yeah, it's a an illusion. So we find out that. Then uh, Mysterio used to work for Tony, and he and a bunch of other people uh, who worked for Tony, they're upset about not getting their due for yeah. their part in Tony's success or whatever, and they want to get their piece of the pie. So they've got this big elaborate plan to trick everybody into thinking that you know Mysterio's this big hero, when really, not so much. Well, like I loved the change of that mythos. Mm-hmm. He's not some magician illusionist. He was a special effects it, artist who in movies for, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like he's not that. Like there's another connection to Tony. Yeah, and and also another proof that Tony's past 
has ramifications for the future of the yeah, rest of the absolutely. Avengers. People who, if not him, his company belittled and took advantage mm-hmm. of are in this film coming back to bite Spider-Man in the butt. You know what? Even having a little bit part in any movie in the MCU is like striking gold. Because who would ever thought that random dude in Iron Man 1 that Obadiah goes off on all these years, 10 years later, is going to have... And he's part of the Mysterio crew. Yeah! Helping him run his illusions. Crazy. Like... I'm going to say it. You know what I'm about to say. It's what Disney does best, man. Those little... They buy things. Details. Uh, um, I did like that, and I loved the change in Gyllenhaal, because, like, he plays this, thank you for helping, because he gives this whole backstory, like, I'm from Earth, but not your Earth. They hit us with this suggestion of the multiverse, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like Earth 2's Iron Mm -hmm, Man, basically, mm -hmm. is who Mysterio is, (laughs) and, uh... And he gives this whole sob story about the elementals and they're coming to this world and blah, 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 and I need your help. And he does he, a good job of making Peter trust him. He's he, like... I mean, even when he puts on Edith, the glasses, he looks like Tony, for goodness sake. And when they get to that point and he even buys Peter a drink and they're talking about him being the next Iron Man, the next hero, and then Peter walks out and... The illusion goes away, and his complete demeanor changes. He's like, whew, buddy, drinks all around. Oh, like, I remember Bravo. you uh, you dogging Jake Hall a few weeks ago, and you were impressed, right? I'm very impressed with him as Mr. And I think it's, uh, I'm thinking, you know, for years I always thought that Hall would be a bubble boy. You know? Do you remember that movie? Yeah. And... He was great in Nightcrawler. He was also great in Zodiac. But Mm -hmm. I just... It's also kind of like me giving flack to Pattinson. I don't see them in a superhero universe. Because I think they belong to a... And this is very, I guess, elitist of me (laughs) to say as a nerd. Um, They belong to a certain genre. And I never thought that... Jake, well, number one, Maggie Gyllenhaal, his sister, was terrible in The Dark Knight. Yeah. She's an awful actress. And I just, I, I feel like part of it made me take it out on him as an actor yeah. because it's her brother. Well, and But he impressed me yeah. in this movie. At least you can you can say it. You know? I, yeah, I was wrong yeah. about him as Mysterio. And you know, maybe in a couple of years you'll look back and say, I was wrong about old Rob Pattinson. Well, looking at I would have rather heard Gyllenhaal, because, you know, Gyllenhaal was in talks to be Batman. And I would have rather him than Pattinson. I don't see that one either. But see, I actually saw him as Bruce before I saw him as Mysterio. Well, what do we know? Yeah, what do we know? So, he pulls this crazy ploy, and then, but at the same time, he didn't just go straight to being a bad guy. He's going to use Edith and these illusions that he's created in these elementals and become the best superhero possible. Right. In his own mind. Yeah. Kind of. And it's all a game. Yeah. Making him look good. The fame, the riches, the the glory that he didn't get working for Stark Industries. Because you they flash back in that whole during Civil War, the whole, you know, thing that Tony does at the beginning. 
with the glasses oh, the, and showing uh, his dad and showing his yeah. mom and all that. That was his design. Mm. And they even flash back as if he was there on the side stage. Well, you know, <laughs> we know what a hero that Tony was. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he, you know, wronged a lot of people in he his did. time, I in, would say. In his journey to being a great hero. Sometimes a little selfish, and I'm sure a lot of people were cross with him. And, you know, it just so happens that Jake Gyllenhaal was one or Mysterio well, was I one mean, of them. I think Tony would say it best, you know, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Speaking of, of Tony, his presence was almost ubiquitous in this movie. It was just everywhere. It, it, even, you know, in Venice and Prague or wherever they were all the times, there's graffiti paintings of, of Tony on the walls and the you know the thing with the glasses we already talked about and Happy being there and they're using one of the jets still and I, I love that after the heroic end that he had in Endgame we still see like the memory of Tony he's not forgotten we see the impact that he had on the world you know and they oh, didn't yeah. forget that and and are you not impressed with that word I just used? I'm waiting on you to say something. Ubiquitous. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, that's good. Thank you. I mean, grief. you're an English teacher. Well, I hope you know those kind of words. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to get my dues here. You know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, what, what, because I create words made with the word nerd doesn't mean I love other big <laughs> words. <laughs> What a, I think we should, we should get to the thing that I think most people are waiting to hear about. Yeah. So... Um, well, I mean, before we hit on that, the fight sequences. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Spidey sense. Or Peter Tingle. <laughs> the Peter Tingle. Which, why couldn't they say spider sense? I think they will at some point. Okay. I think it was just Aunt May being cute, you know. Okay. So I hope they call it Spidey sense. I'm sure they will. So the final moments. Okay, so we get the uh, the mid mid-credits scene. After he's beaten Mysterio. He's he's had a a moment with Mary Jane, swinging around with her. We think everything's you know happy ending, and then we get the biggest surprise. I can't remember the last time I had a reaction like this. Uh-huh. When's the last time you saw me react like this to something, if ever? Lord, dude, I flipped out. So we see J.K. Simmons pop up. On on the screens in New York and Times Square, I guess is where they were playing his part as J. Jonah Jameson from the original run as Tobey Maguire. I just know I reached over and grabbed you and went, "Yes, oh my god, oh my god," because this could mean so many things. It, it, I mean, it may mean nothing. It may just mean he's back. He was really good at that part, and they just recast him as the part. Or it could mean there's some sort of Commissioner Gordon again anytime soon. There's some sort of crossover... Multiverse. Multiverse. And I think it would make sense because they hinted around in the multiverse stuff when Mysterio talked about it, even though he was just BSing them, and I get that. But it does exist. But it totally probably exists, right? And what better way to do that? this version of J. Jonah Jameson was a talk show, The Daily Bugle, Mm -hmm. not an editor-in-chief. Someone was saying to me, like, he's kind of like Alex Jones, you know, the the guy that does the, I guess it's like InfoWars or whatever, that screams and hollers all the time and says everything's so terrible. Like, sort of like Uh, that. Yeah, Uh, and he's a lot like uh, a Cat Grant. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could... There's one of two things. One, it's multiverse, 
or two, it's just so subtle as he was perfect. Yeah, we're bringing him. Which back. I guess I'm I'm fine with that, but go, oh, that's a golden Could opportunity you there. You better take it, you know. Right. And that makes those old movies still mean something. Yeah. You know, I mean, they mean something to me, but to connect them like that, perfect. And then if we could one day see. All three of our Spider-Men together. Spider-Verse live-action movie. Oh, That'd be great. And I know a lot of people dog on Tobey Maguire, but it'd be cool to see him come back. Well, I mean, you, you know, could even Tobey Maguire could be the old Spider-Man. Yeah. Garfield could be the somewhat older one, and you've got young Tom Holland. That's exactly right. Oh, it's beautiful. So, and then uh, the hits keep on coming because after that, he reveals. The, his identity. Clip. Yeah. So Mysterio a video took a Mysterio took a video before Peter beat him. Yeah. Um, I guess in a side illusion, like while they were quote unquote fighting in one illusion, he's videoing in another illusion. Oh my gosh, I'm being attacked by Spider Man, and like there's it's cutting in and out, and he's like he's got all these drones, and he's gonna he's trying to kill me, he's trying to kill me. You hear Peter say, "Execute them all," and what yeah. he was saying was, "Execute the the, the, drones. the drones." Yeah. Doesn't look good for Pete here. And, and then, then, of course... he drops the bomb. Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. And he's standing there, and there's all these people. And his new girlfriend, Mary Jane. They're yeah. all standing there looking at him. And it reminded me of, like, a fart in church. Like, everybody... Have you ever... Have you ever... Have you, have you ever been, like, in a room, and you do that, and it's obvious that it's you... And everybody just turns and looks at you. That happened to me in third grade one you time. And I was like, straight, just. I was in the back of the room and everybody turned and looked at me. And I was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was totally me. And it was like mm-hmm. that. It's like, what's he going to do? <laughs> uh, no, no, not true. That's not me. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm thinking. I remember going, oh, no. Oh, no. Because I was. Because it changes everything. Oh, dude, I, I mean, was. You mean you were, you know, Spider-Man relies on that. I was shook. On the, the shooketh. I was... You had a nerd explosion. Dude. I did. Well, no. That's not the one we, we use for good things. I mean, was it good, though? I mean, unmasking him? This... It was good because it can lead to so many things. Like, what... <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see where they go. But here's what I'm thinking. What if that is just an illusion? What if what Pete is seeing is not real? What if nobody else saw that message but him? because Mysterio did know who he was right Mm -hmm. so what if he had maybe he's still alive maybe I definitely don't think he's dead I don't know I mean he's the master of illusion but the thing is is they did so well with uh, with that animated feel of uh, you know because anytime he went up against Mysterio in the animated cartoon and in the comics it had you guessing constantly like is this even real like so I mean, it most of the movie I was like, I don't even know if this is real. Yeah. Like the entire time I'm sitting there going, is this real? Well, is this real? Exactly. So I don't know, man. Or is it something that can be fixed? It, with? It's definitely a great way to end. Well, it changed the game. Phase three. It changes everything. It's gonna make things really interesting going into phase four, and it's gonna be a while before we get anything else, you know. But man, what a way to to leave. Well, that, along with the actual post credit scene. Right. You find out that this entire time, Miranda... Maria Hill. Maria Hill and uh, Fury have been Talos and his wife. 
From Captain Marvel. From Captain Marvel. The Scrolls. And you're just Sam like, Jackson's hanging out on a beach on some ship or something. Yeah, and, it's like an illusion of a beach. He's on like a little vacation with the Scrolls. Mm-hmm. He's on a Scroll ship with hundreds and hundreds of Scrolls. It's like a little... I don't know. It's, it's like a base, mm-hmm. basically. And it kind of makes you think of like that adding... Are they bringing in the Secret War storyline already? Are they bringing in the... There was an entire comic series that's like Man on the Wall. Yeah. Uh, and Fury is the Man on the Wall this entire time, and he keeps it secret from everybody. Basically, he's the the last defense of Earth, technically, with the scrolls and all that. And it could be that. I mean, that's the thing. Is Who knows, now we're man. Sitting, now we're sitting here waiting till August for, for D23 to tell us where I've, we're I've, heading. I've heard a lot of people say they, they weren't happy with the whole... Um, Unmasking. Yeah, and... I, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be a way. There's gonna this. be a way somehow that it's all gonna work out. Well, I mean, he's been unmasked a few times. Yeah. In the comics, yeah. not just the Civil War storyline. Yeah. There's two or three other things that aren't the storyline of Civil War where he got unmasked. Just like Ariel, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And with that, man. Okay, baby. We've got some unknown facts. You know me, and I love to have my unknown facts. That's what I was about to say. With that, yeah. it's time to get to the to the unknown facts. And I, I want to see if these are unknown to JD facts. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Okay. I know a lot of Spidey stuff. Spider-Man was the first teen superhero that wasn't a sidekick to an already established hero. Okay. Like Batman had Robin. You oh. know, Cap even had Bucky for a little while. And uh, the forties, but he was the first like teenage, self-sustaining superhero. Okay. And I think that's why you grasped onto him. I think so too. Also. It's part of it. Um, his webs have been proven to be strong enough to hold down the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his webs actually travel faster than bullets. Yep. There's actually a scene in one of the, you know, it's a comic scene. Uh, I remember looking up, and uh, right as a crook is shooting a bullet at MJ, um, the bullet comes out of the gun, and he just real quick webs the bullet out of, out of just catches the bullet and pulls it to his hand and just holds the bullet. Spidey sense really comes in here. Yeah, Um, Spider-Man at one point obtained his doctorate and runs Parker Industries. I do know that. His that's a fairly recent uh, uh, story in the comics storyline. Because they did this whole thing where, like, he he and Doc Ock had traded their brains or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, his biggest weakness is pesticide ethyl chloride, which I'm guessing comes with his spider bite. I guess it's something that kills spiders. Yeah, I didn't know that, so you got me on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the animated series, the show only had three punches total. Like, the actual... Like if if I were to punch you, like that made contact. Yes, because that there's made definitely contact. a lot that were missed. Yes. Okay. Three punches swing. only that made contact in the entire animated series due to Fox's extreme censorship. That actually doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed over the. I'll bet the X Men had more punches than that. Oh yeah. That's so. That's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Maybe they viewed Spider Man ba- a little different. Batman? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Lots. It's a little unfair. He's a teenager. 
Oh, that's true. Um, Peter Parker's parents were spies mm-hmm. who died in a plane crash. I didn't know why that. he lives with his uncle and aunt. Right. Uh, Spider-Man has actually died numerous times in storylines, like the other and the superior Spider-Man. You yeah. know any others? Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, the Spider-Verse 1... Yeah, Full I don't know Chris what Pry- what Pryder number whatever. he was from, but whatever. Um, for the film, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the first one of Garfield's, mm-hmm. uh, over 1,000 people were employed for the making of that film. Very good. Yeah. Thank you, Sony. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Final fact. After the Human Torch died, Super- uh, Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four for a short period of time. And I knew that one, too. He was the fourth yeah. member. Yeah. So yeah, those are your uh, ten unknown facts. Uh, you knew most of them. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're the spotty guy. Yeah. And uh, you know now we do have a few questions. Really? Yes. Oh boy. We have some questions asked by our listeners, and uh, some of them are well, no, not some of them. Some most of them are first and last initial, and then ones from Twitter. Okay. Um, at Logan underscore eight zero asks, "What are your thoughts on the big surprise at the end of Far From Home? I, for one, did not like it. Where do you think it takes us?" Pish posh. Pish posh. No, I mean we've we've covered that. I, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's brilliant. It, Wars. That that cliffhanger and it create it creates tension, mm. um, and it creates this excitement for what's to come. So mm-hmm. this is a good thing. Well, and they've already said that they're looking to make nine more Spider-Man movies. Oh, my goodness. That'll probably not happen. I'm here I to bet it's you. nine appearances. Okay. There were supposed to be like ten Daredevil movies, so... But these are better than those movies. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> I think they stopped those because that movie stopped. By the time that they did nine Spider-Man movies, Tom Holland is going to be like 50, so... I don't uh, look for that to I happen. I bet it's appearances. I'll go, I'll go see every one yeah. of them, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know about uh, that. John H. asks, Is it really that big a deal that his identity is out there? Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and most Marvel heroes don't rely on their secret identity. The only... I, I kind of agree with that, though. I feel yeah. like the secret identity is more of a DC Well, the concept. only thing is like where he's so young, like he's still in a school, and if one of his enemies wanted to find him, they go to the school. There's also hundreds of other innocent... Yeah kids there who could be in harm's way yeah aunt may you know who does cap who does cap have that he has to worry about other than you know betty who's already an old woman and dead uh, uh, peggy peggy i'm so sorry do i do i betty's, even know bro betty's the hulk niece betty's the hulk betty's the hulk's girl who yeah. is agent 13 i don't remember her name mm, civil war she yeah i know what you're talking about uh so, you know, Pete has Aunt May, he has MJ, he has, you know, Tons whoever of else. Kids at so, Cap doesn't really have that same worry. And Tony's arrogant. And that too. Thor's a god. Well, how many times did Pepper get caught up in Tony's shenanigans? That's true. You know? There you go. That's very true. Chase M asks, Where in God's name do we go from here? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Uh, Jake S. asks, What are your thoughts on all of the Iron Man being alive theories? Mm. Since they did show, I'm sure that that all spins off the scrolls being Sam Jackson yeah. this entire time and, and Far From Home. So, Tony's dead. 
I hope so. When we did our in-game talks, we said, like, his story was told uh, beautifully, completely. The, the, the Stark chapter needs to be closed and put to rest. He had the perfect story. He had the perfect ending. And if you bring him back, his death and all the great things that happen in in-game mean nothing. nothing. It, so it would mean absolutely nothing. He needs to be done. Um, Logan asks, what are your thoughts on the Sinister Six coming into the MCU and the possibility of Spidey and Venom teaming up to take them down? Brilliant. Hey, I'm here for it. Let's do it. I'm here for it. Especially if they bring in uh, the new Venom, the Venom we have, because I didn't hate him. Hardy was good. Hardy and Holland would be cool together, because they're two different dynamics in acting as well. I think we need to talk about Venom another time. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Because I'm not... 100% 100% sure how I feel about Tom Hardy. I was, well, you I, said he mumbled a lot. He did mumble a lot. I felt like. I don't know. I was re-watching uh, a little bit of Venom this past week, and I was like, mm, I'm not sure I feel about it. And that movie Definitely was really... The first... 100%. <laughs> but, like, the whole first half of Venom was really slow. You know? Yeah. And that's not to say that he can't do a good job in, in MCU. I just... Oh, you also said the same thing about Wonder Woman. Great movie, but beginning was just slow. For me, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, moving on. So those are the questions. Thank you all for um, not just sending them in, but, you know. And we're all on the same page here because we sort of already answered a couple oh, of those. Them, yeah. So. I mean, so uh, um, maybe we'll start doing questions before and see if we answer them throughout. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Go through and check off like, oh, answered. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Mm, me too. I uh, enjoyed Far From Home. Um, 10 out of 10. Heck, 20 out of 20. Would recommend, if you have not seen it, please go see Far From Home. But if you've gotten this far and you haven't seen them, shame on you. Yeah. Do you even nerd? I mean, come on. I Nobody concur. Likes spoilers. All right, so uh, next week. Um, Already spilled the beans on that. We're gonna we're gonna have a discussion about pops. Yeah, and um, but, if you uh, go anywhere, you probably see them. And yeah. you think, what are these little these little little character guys sitting on the shelf here that everybody's so crazy about? Well, I'm gonna tell you all about it. So yeah, you just tune um, in for that next week. Yeah, I'm. Uh I'm leaving for Europe in two days. Yeah, it's, it's so next week will be a little bit different, and you know, it's probably not gonna be just me talking for a whole podcast. I'm sure I'll figure something out, uh, and you'll be uh, you'll you'll be thoroughly entertained. We'll make it work. We'll make it work somehow. I always we'll say that it'll work out. out. Make it work. Make it happen. If you have any uh, pops questions, uh, yeah. send them in to us on Facebook uh, or. Uh, by uh, Gmail, uh, it's thirty and nerdy pod at gmail. Do you have questions about pops? Because you, I'll send some. Yeah, you you only know like the surface of the pop culture. Yeah, like the, you you and some other pop collectors that we know will mention like the word Chase, and I'm sitting there going, "Who's Chase?" And well, <laughs> it'll make a lot of sense if you tune in next time. So. <laughs> well, then I will have to listen. I guess. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you better um, do it. So, and we also want to give out a special thanks to uh, uh, some of our Patreon supporters like uh, uh, Nolan, 
If you're listening, thank you very much for being a supporter. And some of our sponsors, like Zach again, thanks again for everything you do for us. Um, to all of you that are uh, subscribing to us again, thank you. We have and a ton of cheerleaders out there. We Man, really, we really do. do. And, and people that you, you have no idea that yeah. would be interested in this nerd stuff. Yeah. And this might be a podcast where you're not listening to every episode, but only the stuff you nerd out about. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, if you don't like... Uh, if you didn't watch Gotham or don't like Gotham, you didn't listen to our second episode. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a shame because we talk about other stuff, too. I mean, we do. And we, we don't just talk about what the episode's titled. Yeah. So, um, but tune in, uh, tune up, and turn on uh, next week for a very discussion, a uh, very great discussion about Pops. Um, and uh, 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 stay nerdy, my friends. And we will uh, catch you nerds later. Great responsibility.